You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. I, I apologize for not. We're brought to you by Extent. I'm apologize. I apologize to you for only half-ass paying attention. Did you want to talk about that on the on the podcast? What you just talked about? Sure, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, I this mean, is I, an open space here, and I I was only half-ass paying that way attention. When, I'm sorry. When everybody tells you something is awesome, funny, poignant, amazing. Part of the zeitgeist like of Wayne, our times. It's like Wayne County life up in Detroit. There's a series of videos I was just watching a story on on the local Detroit mm-hmm. news. They're wonderful. And I'm, you know, I'm not even from Detroit, but I like to collect uh, in my own head the uh, the local comedy scene there from those places, like Mike Polk here or Pittsburgh Dad over in Pittsburgh or Wayne County life in Detroit. Yes, go ahead. Mm. Well, when everybody tells you something, I think it always immediately, immediately makes me go into it wanting to hate it. It's just, for whatever reason, my whole life I've been that way, hmm. where if everybody told me that something was awesome, mm-hmm. especially people that I don't think have a lot of credibility on like the matter, Disney World. Then you it don't make, like other kids, so... That, then it makes me <laughs> immediately want to discount it, poke holes, and then sometimes I'll do that and then go, no, I got to admit it, it was great. It, it was great, I got to admit it, I was wrong going into it, like, I will admit it, but most of the time I end up having this... Like there's there's a sketch that somebody said, oh, they did it again. It's amazing, and I went to it, and it's a sports thing, and I watched it, and I gave it a chance, and I thought it was funny. Maybe once in the past, I went to it, and I'm like, this doesn't do anything for me. And I just told you, I looked at the comments, and a thousand percent of the people thought it was hilarious. So I'm like, well, it's got to be me at this point. It's got to be me. I've gone into it? it with such a negative attitude. What is? And it? now the one what I told you about already. This is exciting. Take my phone. Keep keep count. Here, catch this. Watch your what? face. Because I'm not paying attention and I owe you oh. attention. Oh. What was it? The Wall Streeters thing. Oh! Which I told you I had found funny in the yeah. past. But I saw somebody said. Well, I didn't see it yet. I'm sorry. Maybe you got to watch it and tell me what I'm missing. But sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's like the Annie Ager thing, right? Annie Ager, she she's the woman who was, I think she was just a photojournalist in a small market in Michigan. And she put together like a TikTok or whatever um, a few years ago. I think she's been doing it for like three years now. What is it? Of every different coach in the NFL or every different quarterback or every fan base is represented. And she just changes her shirt. 
And oh. she has a joke written about oh. every shirt. Yeah, I remember I mean, that. every team. Yeah, I've seen those. Okay. And I thought the, you were talking about Coach and 30 the, for a second. The first time I saw it, I'm like, all right, there's some creativity here. It's amusing. Well, she's blown up. Yeah. She's huge. She's not, she's not a photojournalist anymore in a small market. No, she's an on-air personality getting paid lots of money. And I watch them, and I'm like, none of these are funny to me. None of them are. None of them are creative to me anymore. It's a formula, and she's continuing the same formula. And anytime somebody creates the same formula and it's over and over, for me, it runs it into the ground. But we run stuff into the ground. All the time. So I imagine people say the same thing about things that we develop. And so... The thought is immediately, like, oh, you're just jealous. And I'm like, we, yes, I'm 100% jealous yes. that somebody came up with something creative. And now everybody, by the way, everybody parrots what she does. Everybody does it yes, in their own do. way for whatever they watch. If it's the English Premier League, yeah. they put on a different shirt for every different club in the English Premier League and make a joke about Real it. Real housewives or whatever. But now none of them are funny to me. None of them. Zero percent will mm-hmm. ever be funny. Mm-hmm. I can't help but ask how are people so entertained by them. When you know the formula Time going wasting. in. Time wasting. I think, you know, there's... Well, we've always done this with, with comedy. There are... Like a Dave Attell. Dave Attell is... What is he known as? A comedian's comedian. Right? A comic's comic. He's, he might be my favorite. But is he a man who sells out Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse? No. no. Exactly. No. Dane Cook, who now has become cool to dislike. And, yeah. You know what? He's getting married, and I don't know when he met that woman, but whatever. Um, while, she was in Cook, the, while she was in the crib, apparently. Dane Cook sold out arenas. Oh, my God. That was yes. general comedy for everybody. So there is such a thing as just general comedy for everybody. You might be, and this is the beauty of knowing you, and this is true. This is one of the, your greatest assets or attributes that you have as a person. You are more than willing to admit when you're jealous. Very few people are willing to admit when they're jealous of something. You have made it so easy for me to be honest with myself and others around you. I, I think Owen, I think Double A, I think Kenny when he was here, I think everybody. You have made it so easy to admit when we're, we're what are our emotions, to find our emotion. Do I not respect that person? Do I not like that person? Or am I just jealous? And I think the simplicity of it is maybe why you're jealous. Because it's a simple format. I have seen that video. I, I forgot. I have seen those videos. It's a simple format. She's done the same format over a thousand times. Over a thousand and times. And they all get a million views. They all do found, well. And she's found She's something. becoming a millionaire. She's found something yes. that does well, and congratulations to her. But that bothers you because I think there's times, and maybe I'm casting aspersions on you and I shouldn't, but I think there's times where maybe you have beat your head against the wall thinking of things to, for the show or for yourself or whatever, and you just didn't find it where some people just find mm-hmm. Like uh, I brought up by accident, Coach 30. I think that's mm-hmm. what his name is. This guy, and he did it with basketball, and actually it was like, eh, I'll come back during football season. Mm-hmm. But he did it with football, and it was hilarious. And I he watched uses it. a lot of the same lines. I watched it. And tone. I thought it was hilarious. I yeah. laugh my ass off every mm-hmm. single time. This, guy, there, this is a guy who plays, mm-hmm. he does a film study. It's a mock of a film study. And the cuts are good. And, and he then, roasts. And he just, people, and he yeah. makes up the last names. I love how he makes up the last names. And, he'll, and he says a lot of the same lines, afraid to make a play. I'm gonna run up next to him. I'm reasonable. like he and he does like the yeah. he does the, the 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 laser pointer thing. The first one I saw, see, I was late to this. The first one I saw was Ohio State, Michigan. I remember. Like, yeah, that might have been the first one to, I saw. Afraid of making a play. Afraid of being a man. Gonna step up here, hide in the hole. Let, let him walk by. <laughs> down my leg. That's what I did. And it's hilarious. 
And then he, he started to basketball. I was like, oh, okay. Because I didn't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah. So I was like, I'll come back during football season. And I'm back. I'm I think that's going to be back during football season. That's so maybe what that's it, it. That's what I don't have my phone on me. Bob, I'd immediately refollow him now, but I will uh, after Bob, the podcast. Bob Maneri. Bob Maneri about, I don't know, probably six years ago. Yeah. I saw one of his videos. And for those that don't know, he. Is he from here? No. Oh, no, no. I don't I think so. He, he does play by play, or he does a fake really over-the-top broadcaster, yeah. announcer's voice, yeah. and then he throws swear words in and yeah. makes fun of people and roasts people. And I thought it was hilarious. Sent it to all my friends for about a month and a half, and then I unfollowed him just because it was the same thing over and over again. And that's – I'm not saying he's not funny. He is, and he's become a millionaire. He, he does was in a commercial. Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. Yeah, he voices over the Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm sure he'll get a sitcom at some point. So He's talented. He's really talented. But I lose interest very quickly in a lot of things, as you, you can tell. You do. You showed me him, and I went, oh, that's kind of funny, and I just moved on with my life. I remember yeah. you showing me him. And I got reacquainted to him when you got me on Instagram, and I'm looking at these Instagram videos of people like driving limos into buses. <laughs> He's been waiting on this moment his entire life. And so like, I was like, oh, that's that Bob and Neri guy. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. No, I, I, I just love how you're willing to admit you're when – you either think something's good or you think something's bad or you think something – you're just jealous of something for whatever reason. I just think it's so open and honest. I think it's refreshing, frankly. Yeah, but it's also – I don't know. Is it is it is there an element of derangement in there where um, – People immediately get upset when you don't like what they like. Like when um, – yeah. if, if I were to say I love the movie Slapshot, mm-hmm. and I do, and you were to say, yeah, a lot – and I've had to retrain myself because I don't like doing this. It's like, okay, you don't like it. Got like a family guy made that joke when they were all about to die. They were all about to drown. And Peter goes, I have something to admit. I don't like the Godfather. And the whole family (laughs) like just starts. They weren't even yelling at him. They're just like dismissing him as an idiot. He's like, it insists upon itself. It insists upon (laughs) itself. And it's such a great joke, even though people have their criticisms of family guy. And even that is, is like, okay, people take it any way you want it. Like, to me, it made me think 3D, 4D kind of thing of how people take in certain things that they like. And I just like how you're honest, and you could say, okay, that's the type of thing you like, or that's the type of thing yeah. I like. Do you think that- But that comes with people that you, you know, your loved ones or, you know, your close friends, like you really want them to like your thing because it's a mm-hmm. bonding experience. And there's so nothing like, worse than when, when they you're, don't care. When it- you've got a movie and you're like, your new wife, right, Lyman? Yep. You're like, go watch this movie. It's so, And then you're... You're almost wait. You're watching them watch the movie and wanting them to laugh at, at the high points. I and get all mad at her. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that we gave up, she gave up on Breaking Bad in the last season, wow. which I thought was like a perfect season. Uh, you wow, made it, you made uh, it four seasons and then you I, called it. She just gave up. up. She had like no that. interest. She's staring at her phone, and I got. I understand if it's Walking I got Dead. Very, I got very annoyed. I got I would very be annoyed. annoyed too. But is this? Do you think there is a carryover to our conversation that we were having about the Guardians? Like, I saw last night. It was, and again, it's Twitter when you pay too close attention to Twitter, but it was all these people making grandiose statements about the Guardians, and I'm like, oh, they're five games above 500. I mean, this is, this is, this is impressive. Are they six now? Six. Okay. This is impressive what they've done, but in the scale of, in the scheme of things, how impressive is it really? Well. That, is that what I'm recoiling against? Is that. I think you are. What I'm like, all right, because people yelled at me when I got excited about them earlier in the year when I'm like, imagine this being the year that you gave up on the Guardians because of the name change. Yeah, the, those the same people. And then I got crushed for Probably. that. Probably. And all Probably. I, maybe I'm just more even keel on all of this stuff. My highs don't get too high. My lows don't get too low. 
on any of this stuff. I've never seen you really that down or that excited. That's true. Maybe it's because And I can't do I just can't do day to day baseball excitement. That's just that's been beaten out of me. I don't See know. See that I, I, I defend the day to day baseball. That's the people. great thing well, you about def- baseball is yeah. you get to do the scoreboard thing. Now it sucks that the twins who you're supposed to be scoreboard watching were playing in LA. So yeah. you can't really, yeah, just really well, yeah, I'm right just not now. gonna stay up for that right yeah. now. The data last week of the season, that's I, a different story. I like the day to day. Yeah, because that's that's what we grew up with ESPN cutting into baseball tonight's coming in and showing you those plays at the plate to end seasons and stuff. Those yeah, I I defend the day-to-day real excitement because, yes, I'm an excitable person. But I also think that I think there's something cool about if you're that big of a baseball fan and you start off the day where you're playing one of 162, it's such a long season. And, again, I've always made this comparison Okay, real life. quick. I have a jealousy that that still means something yes. to them and doesn't to me, uh-huh. and I can't fake it. I wish, I wish I had that excitement and that sparkle and in the eye. It's just never going to happen for baseball people, ever again. There's a lot more people who feel like you, too, now than there ever have been. And by the way, it's not there in the – as much as I love the NBA and I love the league and know it inside and out and, and watch every team and I can watch the worst teams in the league, I, I don't have that for that either. I think there's something, though, to the beauty of it that it is such a long season. And I, I'm not trying to act like Bob Costas here. You know, Everybody knows I'm a football guy. But even I say like what, like I made the I made the thing about USFL. I said I, I'm done. I, I want to get some baseball mm-hmm. in. I want to get some racing in. I'll talk draft. I'm not into. I'm not interested in this. No offense. And there were some people who got so mad. I'm like, really? Yeah. Some guy. It's this is great football. You're an idiot. I go. No, it's not. That's why they're playing at this level. The reason they're running the ball is because they don't trust the quarterbacks to throw. You you like this football. I don't know why you like this football, but it's not good football. Well, there are. Great, I, I wish I could give there you. There are great situations, yeah. but so when you watch the last five minutes of a close game, that's great. But you forget the first fifty-five where there was seven turnovers exactly. and nobody could stand and, up. And by the way, for twenty minutes. I do the same thing with college football. I do the same. Like some people will watch a 55-52 game where there is no defense being played, and people are like, "Yeah, this is a great game of football." I'm like, "No, it's not. This sucks. No. This is not a it's good game. I'm glad they're scoring, but it's mm-hmm. entertaining, but it's not good football." And so I'm, I know I'm not watching good football. Did but you I'm like, watching some of that stuff? As a quick aside, did you did you love the Goff versus Mahomes Monday Night Football I, in the fifties? Or were you like, this isn't football? I this did. is not normal. No, I did because I thought at the time golf had it fixed, and I mm-hmm. thought he was going to be good, and I know Mahomes was going to be good, and so you like it's the same thing. You can't really make the same comparison with Allen and Mahomes because that was a playoff game and it was good football. But you're looking at like going, these are two guys who are going to be a big part of this league for a lot, for a time to come, and now they're going at it. And they wasn't it a Thursday night? They it made was, Thursday night no. Matt. I think it was a Monday night. Either way, okay, but it yeah. wasn't a Sunday it was, night. Yeah, it was a special. So, it was supposed to be yes. in Mexico City, and that got shut down. You were right. To LA so it, and all that. it took one of the two nights, like Monday and Sun- Monday and Thursday nights are kind of whatever primetime games. Sunday night's a big primetime game. 425 CBS right. is a big primetime game. They took one of those nights, and they made it a big deal. So maybe I was, and I can be fooled by bad football times. Maybe it was bad football looking back on it, but I was so excited. I said, this is the future of the league. But let's get back to baseball here for a second. This is the beauty of it. I'm not trying to be Costas or Ken Burns here. I think it's very cool that a fan wakes up in the morning and they go about their day, and then at the end of the day they feel better than they ever thought they would. 
And I also like that it protects the downs of baseball during the season, the lows, with the exception of really the end of the year if something doesn't go your way. The lows protect you from having such a bad day that day because you always are going to play again at 7.05 the next day. Does that make any sense? Like you, you, you could be elated or you're like, ah, you know, that's disappointing, but tomorrow's another day and we'll get them. Like football, my heart pounds through my chest. I can't oh, do that yeah. every, I can't do that every Sunday. It does. It does. I need, I really do. I need an eight, not this year because of everything that we've had to deal with. I need a long off season because I, guys, I am a basket case on Sundays. That's why I uh, imbibe with you because I am a basket case in, on Sundays because it does. And, and maybe we do take it too personally. It feels like I'm going to be blamed if things don't go well. I'm going to be yelled at. I'm going to be called a moron by people, and I don't want it. Because I've said that these players are. I've said some of these players are good and they're bad, and I've said that some of these players are bad and they might end up being good. But if they don't win, nobody nobody cares. But baseball, every day something something fun could happen. Something you never seen happens. But it's I want to know. I want to know. Is it is it is it impossible for me to ever get back there? Will it take? Will it take the Guardians to like right now? They're 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 such a they're such a young team, and you're seeing the firsts for every single guy. It was just like the Cavs last year. You were just seeing firsts mm-hmm. every time. Every time Evan Mobley made a move and scored, or hit a three, or made a block shot, you're like, these are the firsts. He had his but first double double, his Anthony. first twenty and ten, his first thirty and ten, and all those. You're clearing all those benchmarks. To where I can be honest, four years from now, the Evan Mobley twenty and ten games not going to do it for me. Is is so? I think the Yankees and the Astros are both seventy one and forty one right now, or somewhere <laughs> around insane. there, right? Yeah. Yankees have an eleven game lead. Astros have a ten and a half game lead, right? They're clearly the top two teams in the AL. Mm-hmm. If the Guardians had that record right now, but we're still playing the Tigers this week, would it would it mean more to you? I'd be, I'd be cockier about it, is. probably. I'd be talking about what a special because, season it because is. Because to me, baseball lives in week time frames. Like, just like we talk about with the playoffs, you know, you can go in on Thursday and go, all right, here we go, playoffs. And then by Monday when we come in, it could all be over. Like, the whole thing could end after this huge season. So I like to just take this week and go, this was a great week of watching baseball. And I got to get on Twitter and I got to talk, you know, uh, to, to different people that yep. I normally wouldn't yep. conversate with about this. And then next week, we've got preseason football going on, and I probably yeah. won't care about baseball anymore anyway. And but I think at least that, this week, yeah. I really cared about the Guardians. And for what Owen's saying is right, because I think we always live in a world of what's right and what's wrong, and I think we need to live in a world where there's degrees of things and how we take things in. So for baseball, I've made this comparison many times before. Baseball is like a friend that you like my best man at my wedding. I don't need to check in on him every day. I don't need to know every day. Sometimes we, we, we want to hang out or we want to talk to each other and life just gets in the way. He's got a wife and kid. He lives in Youngstown. I got a wife and three kids. I live in Streetsboro and I work in Cleveland. You know what I mean? He works in Pittsburgh. So it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's life. It's how it happens. Our buddy that we fish with Jake, he's, he lives in uh, a where Alliance and he works in Canton. So we're kind of all over the place here. But I, I don't need to check in on them every day, but I hope they're doing well. And when we catch up, we catch up, and we try to we try to get in on it. There are people in their lives who choose to know them every single day and check in on them every single day. It's their wives. It's their kids. So for baseball, it's your first love. It's your immediate family. But there are times, I'll tell you what, with football, and yeah, on Sundays, I'm a basket case, and I need that off season. 
But there are times where you can't help but for a regular fan, I think that they can't help but get frustrated. Like, why do I have to sit here and babysit your ass every single day and deal with your effing drama? Why do I have to do this? I, I see all these other families out there. I don't, they don't need to deal with their kids. They kicked their kids out of the house a long time ago. They had to, Why do I have to sit here and deal with your BS every day? And there are fan bases out there. Ours, it's true. Washington fans, Jets fans, historically. Raiders fans, historically, who've done the same thing. And so I can see where there's definitely some, in the month of July and in August before camp starts, like before camp really gets going with preseason games, yeah, man, there's some burnout, especially with what's been going on here over yeah. the last three, four Well, months. yeah, there's a point to be made there. Without a doubt, maybe the the nonsense or all the behind-the-scenes stuff with your football team has made it so that you want to wrap your arms around something else that seems like be a little more accepting and a little more positive. Yeah. I think that what what has football has done to me, both college and the NFL, the stakes, the stakes have been risen to such a degree. They've been raised to such a degree that everything else seems meaningless to me now, which is sad, which is sad because when I was young, I watched every damn Indians game. Mm-hmm. The 90, I mean, the 90s Indians, when there was no football team and the Cavs were kind of an afterthought, it, it felt like the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. And, of course, back then, baseball was a lot bigger. They would lead SportsCenter with showing... Albert Bell home runs, Manny Ramirez home runs, and uh, it would be incredible. The theater was on another level. The trash talking between fan bases. Guys, I don't, I don't know any Twins fans. I don't know any White Sox fans. There is no trash talk. I don't even know any. I have one Detroit fan, Big Mike, well, who I went to college with, and I texted him yesterday, but it didn't even seem real. It yeah. was like, you don't care, I don't care. We're, what are we trash talking about? Yeah. When the stakes aren't as high... And football has done this to me. It has made it. And honestly, having LeBron those last four years where the only thing that was acceptable was a championship, it's tough for anything else to matter. When you're in the NBA Finals, sitting there, seeing celebrities all around you, knowing that each and every one of these results, every game, is going to be talked about for 20 years, which is what's still still happening to this day. The, the, the 2015, the 2016, the 2017 elements of those finals are still being talked about. Yeah. Where I know all these baseball games are just never, they're just forgotten. They happen and then they're done and they're, the, the stakes aren't that high. Doesn't seem to matter to anybody else. It's not leading Sports Center. No radio talk shows around the country are talking about them. You just gave them. me something to combat the Big Ten ESPN thing, by the way. He didn't even realize it there. I just thought about it while you were saying. How, many, how much baseball programming do we see on a, on ESPN when MLB is a they, – they do have a game on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Now, they used to have three games a week. Yeah. I think they only have one now on Sunday Night Baseball. And um, don't they have a – it might have some special occasion games like 4th of July. Field or, of Dreams. Yeah. Well, no, that's on Fox tonight. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. And it's not on, it's not on next, next year. There's a scheduling conflict because somehow – you know, one baseball field in the middle of a cornfield in the Iowa has come a, in early next yeah, year. Yeah, has a scheduling conflict with Major Using League Baseball. Weird. You can have it any time you want. I don't Very understand. Weird. Anyway, well, you know, the, you got to get knee high by the Fourth of July, and then also, I just thought about this: is it, are they growing corn on the same land every single year? That's not good for the soil, right? I think you got to churn it up every you, seven years or something. Well, you got to right? well, you got to rotate the crop. Yeah. You can't grow corn. I noticed this driving around in the borough. You can't grow corn on the same land every single year. So maybe they're like, dude, we're gonna be we're gonna be growing soy there next year. Like they ain't gonna be no field mm-hmm. back there. There's there's not gonna be a fence. 
How could they it's possibly the of dreams. screw huh. screw up the Hopefully one thing that it's the one regular season game that a lot of people all over the country are talking about? Because they're growing soy instead and, of corn, and yet they found a way to ruin it they by ha- not running. having it next year. It's incredible. Can we not just get a different cornfield? You think we'd be able to do yeah. that, right? Or just play on the original one and don't have fans and just put it on right. TV? I don't know. What was I going to say to you? Oh, the Big Ten ESPN thing. And what's yeah? What's our uh, how much baseball programming do we have? Like, there's no baseball tonight anymore. Oh, that's right. Then they, they farmed that out tonight with Carl Ravage. Yeah, now yeah. it's like MLB Network. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's just not. I don't know what happened. Like maybe it was. You know what? It might have been Colin Coward. Colin Coward came in to ESPN Radio and was so successful. Like hmm. right off the bat, he was talking college football. He was actually talking to different parts of America that had been ignored. In the national, like New York, L.A., that's all it was. That's all we're talking about are those things that matter to them. And Colin Coward came in. It was genius, really, as much as everyone hates him here. But what he did was he got people in Cleveland, Ohio, talking about him, even when they're not even on here. It's true. Like, it was genius. He came in. He said, I'm going to talk about Ohio State. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Alabama. I'm going to talk does. about Michigan. I'm going to talk about things that aren't being talked about elsewhere. But I think what happened at the same time is everybody kind of followed that formula. And now, I mean, where outside of Mad Dog Russo, who the hell is talking day to day MLB baseball? Who's the one making it entertaining? He's the only guy. He's the only Mad Dog. He, uh, Adam Shine does a little bit, but he but, even doesn't. But he doesn't have that guy. Like you go back to old clips of Mike and the Mad Dog, and they used to be in shouting matches yeah. on who needs to bat fifth. Yes, yes, I remember. They used to have, if, if Bernie Williams found himself in a slump, they would scream at each other on where to put him in the lineup. And now I think Mad Dog's willing to scream about it. Who's his co-host willing to scream at him? Who are that? Let's, let's, Stephen A. Let's with him put, about it. Since we're on the, yeah, well, he'll scream way, with him about something so else. Since, since we're on the podcast, and by the way, Stephen A. is an East Coaster where they love baseball. Does That's he true. ever, ever talk it? Pat mm. McAfee is huge right now. How much baseball does Pat McAfee talk? He talks football. Right? We talked about Coward. Levitard and his huge podcast network. Do any of them talk baseball? They have David Sampson on, who's a former baseball guy. He almost never talks baseball. It just, for whatever reason, I don't know if they looked at ratings and people realize, oh, they like to talk about their own team. They don't like to hear about the Yankees and Red Sox. They don't like to hear about the Dodgers. For whatever reason, it has just evaporated. Well, there's also, from the national landscape, and I think that things have changed because if you look at from and now we're almost talking radio. And Dan Patrick, all that does stuff. he talk baseball ever? Very little. We uh, we have people who are from all over. He's from where? He's from uh, Washington. Uh, Colin Cowherd is. Yeah. You have people who, you know, one of the criticisms that I, I was willing to say when when launching networks and seeing is like, well, there's not a lot of. Midwest people on your network. There's not a lot of Midwest people. Like mm. when you hosted on the network and when I hosted on the network before, we represented. Well, I I just wasn't well, going to sit you'd there. You'd always start the show with Midwest stand up. Let's go. Like, I would hear these long segments on the Jets, and I go, the last thing a guy in Topeka, Kansas, oh my wants god, to hear about is the oh New my York god. Jets. I thought about that all the time. Thought about that and, all the time. And so I I went out there and I go, listen, I hey, I I'm not. I'm not Francesca. I'm not Rome. All right, but it's like I'm going to talk NFL, and I'm and I'm going to know about the Raiders, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do everything I can, and I'm going to talk college football because I love mm-hmm. talking college football. And there were some segments. I mean, it was a layup, and people wanted to get in and talk about it. Miami. It wasn't whether or not Miami's back. 
I want Miami back. And let me tell you why. And playing the the you song from Uncle Luther and all that stuff, like trying to make it fun and trying to get people involved from outside New York City and LA and trying to make a lot of fun. And so there's a lot of things that we actually did that I was proud of, but I I also thought about why local is so important now and it's kind of it's not killing, I don't want to say it like that, but it's definitely taken a big chunk out of the FSR, the ESPN, the CBS, those the national networks because you're seeing people they want to people from Chicago want to talk about the the Chicago teams, people from Cleveland want to talk about Cleveland teams. They don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers exactly. every day. They don't want to hear and, about just Tom that's, Brady. That's where Cowherd is making a difference. Because like, I've oh, so many times been frustrated. I go, you guys keep sending me the clip of this guy who I've been a fan of since I was a kid. I'm sorry it's true. I've always listened to him, and I've always found him interesting to the point where I can't listen to him because I don't want to rip him off. Mm. And I've disagreed with him many times. It doesn't, obviously. I it disagree with him almost every Constantly. Day. Just constant disagreement. And I also think this guy has permeated a market where he's not on, and I say all the time, he's only on in waiting rooms. But people are paying attention because they're looking at their phone while they're in the waiting room, and then he's on in the waiting room. But he's also talking about things that aren't, are the Knicks ever going to get their head out of their ass? Coming up next, the top five the top five people that the Knicks need to go after. And this is national stuff. The Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks. He'll spend a segment on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go, coming up next. How's he doing? Next in the herd, why Zion is the face of the NBA. And then it's like, well, that's a Pelican. Why Zion still has a chance? Like that type of thing. So I love Zach Lowe, by the way. He's like, I'm, I'm not talking about the Lakers. For three weeks, I'm not talking about the Lakers. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. They right now are irrelevant. They're not going to be able to get better. Uh, there's no way they're going to be able to turn Russell Westbrook into Kyrie Irving. I'm just not going to talk about him. It's true. But yet everybody has to talk about him because it's the Lakers yep. and because it's LeBron. And so you say you're not going to talk about the Lakers. Now you'll spend 10 minutes on the Lakers during your podcast. That's okay. You don't need to spend the whole podcast on the Lakers. I wanted to bring up something else to you. We're about to by extend. Ready for a hot button issue? Go ahead. Teacher shortage. Why? Is it a sim- You're married to a former teacher. Uh Oh, yeah. Teacher oh, yeah. shortage. I, I why? Didn't, I didn't know her when she was a teacher, but her story is very similar. Didn't you guys know the same people, many- yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a chance? Oh, uh, we should have met. We should have met at Taste of Tremont like five years ago. Yeah. She claims we did. I don't know. Really? How could I forget mm. that? She found you attractive. Five she years was ago. pretty drunk too. She says she can't remember, oh. but she said that she remembered being introduced to a broadcaster. And I'm like, Ken Carmen was at the Taste of Tremont. She would have remembered. It's being only forgettable. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, I, I've heard the same story from every teacher that has gotten out of it, which was I would get home, the rules in my house were nobody talked to me for an hour oh God. because of how crazy the day was. And it's not just, oh, yeah, what, you go, just go teach the same assignment you did a year earlier on that day and that's it and you can't, you can't, you can't do that. It's like, no, it's everything else now. It's everything else. How many, how many times you get called into the office mm-hmm. because a parent said you were discriminatory against their student for not, for not teaching whatever their culture was or the verbiage used or you treated my, my kid like they weren't smart enough and they are smart. I can prove it. Well, the test scores say otherwise. It's every, we have fights about the test scores. every day something different to that effect. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm only making this much money. I'm kind of slotted here. There's only so much money. It's not like if I do a great job, I can get this $20,000 raise. Nah, doesn't really work like that in the teacher's union. Doesn't really work like that. The, the thing that hit home to me about it was the guy, I think he was in, he's in Canton, who left teaching to go be a Walmart store manager. Oh, I remember that story. And it's not about, oh, you left teaching to go work at Walmart. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's being a, a grocery store manager. Being a grocery store manager, that job can be downright despicable. It can be the worst job imaginable because it is ultra retail. Everything's volume. Everything is as much product as you can. You have these standards. You have people who work for you who either are part-time or can be problematic. You have a lot of people who work for you. Grocery stores... I know we talk about check checkout items or checkout lines that ha- are are automatic now, uh, but you really usually have a big roster of people who work for you, both full time and part time. It's a major undertaking to be a store manager, and I know this. My father was actually asked twice, "Do you want to?" Uh, and and the, by the way, both stores are closed down now. He was asked twice if he wanted to be a store manager, and he turned it down twice. The money was way more than my dad makes or my dad made at the time, way more. Um, they want I, a quality of life. I said I never. I said we were never poor, but we were never. We would have been a. We would have been upper middle class at that time had he had taken those jobs. He never did it, and he probably had a better quality of life because of it. Now my dad is a rickety old man still because he smoked a lot of cigarettes, obviously, and he did physical labor, but he hated those jobs. And I know that when a guy, when a person is willing to leave a teaching job, where the whole goal of it is to impact young minds, we remember a lot of us. There are some teachers that I forgot. I remember a lot of my teachers. I remember everyone. And I'm 36 years old. And I remember teachers I loved, and I remember teachers I didn't like so much, and I remember all that. Yep. And to leave that to go do that job, which is so bitterly difficult at times, it is so hard to do that job, that should raise a major red flag. Because before, you were never paid an obscene amount. There are school districts around Northeast Ohio. You can make a lot of money. We know a guy who's teacher who's... Wife is a teacher in a very nice school district and makes a lot of money. There are places you can do that. But in most cases, but that's in most not the cases, way it is. Yeah. exactly. You knew you were going to be low paid and now it's all of a sudden now I got a te- now I got a parent in my face that just will not 
see it the way I see it. I got to babysit, no babysit their kids all day. And then when the kids go home and explain what the day was like, then the parent yep. uh, now doesn't Blames trust me. me yeah. And now is going to blame me all day. And, the and now been, I'm the problem. The parent's been sitting down and watching ultra-liberal or ultra-conservative yeah. news. And so now I'm the problem and they want me fired. Yep. Over things that have been taught for 40 years. Yep. Imagine, imagine then, having to go to work to deal with that. And then, not only am I lowly paid in dealing with all that, now I'm buying their supplies. Which, which is, is another thing. Which is 100% happening. Which is absolutely happening. Now, now I have to teach these ungrateful brats and pay for their supplies and mm. have their parents yell at me. Well, they used to not mm. be ungrateful brats. Now they are, at least in my, in my image that I'm painting up. I don't... We can say like, well, we got to pay him. We got to pay him. We got to pay him. Problem is, is you have inflation going on. How are you going to pass a levy? I mean, how are you going to pass a levy? Yeah, good luck. Exactly, and especially if you passed a levy, where I I got to be careful. How I say this. They passed a levy to build schools where I used to live. I'm not going to tell you where. And then they, a lot of the land was farmland. It ended up being bought to build homes. Now you're going to have a bunch of kids living in those homes. You need a place to put the kids. You need you need a bigger school already. You need a bigger high school. Well, I just went to you hat in hand six mm. years ago. And now inflation, they're going to tell you to kiss their ass. Oh, supplies. You know how much uh, the supplies it's, to build a new school are going to cost? And so now we're going to have 30-plus kids in a class. We're going to have over – and you're talking about the supplies as well. And now I, I have a dearth of teachers. I mean, we need school bus drivers. We need all these people to fulfill these roles. And, and not, by the way, none of this is going to get solved in the next six minutes of this podcast. But some of it just it hits us right in the face. But also the problems are just not so solvable where, well, we can get more money. Where do I get it? I would give you more. It was the same thing when people used to yell about a boss I had because they didn't like him because they, they wanted raises. And I said, that guy ain't the problem. It's the corporation that might be the problem. That guy would give you all the money in the world. If he could, he can't. I think... I think uh, one unfortunate, really unfortunate byproduct of COVID, I think everybody batting down the hatches on what news network they were going to watch to get all their news, right? And you were getting conflicting information. And you were getting conflicting information every day from, at times, scientists and from people in administrations. Like, you were getting different information. It was This was a tough thing. We weren't going to have it solved day one. This took a lot of time. Every country in the world eventually figured out what was going to work for them. And a lot of them made mistakes. A lot of them made a ton of Big mistakes. mistakes yeah. But what also happened, I noticed, was the derision that occurred between people. So it wasn't only that, oh, it's your tribe, you believe in that. Uh, you wear a mask, I don't wear a mask. We're at odds. I mean, think of how ridiculous that is. Think of how easy it was to divide us as a people. Mm-hmm. Not only were we going to get into it about that, we were going to do it about... Cops, we were going to do it about teachers, we were going to do it about nurses, we were going to do it about doctors. We were going to do it to where, in the past, when I was young, these were considered amazing people to go into these lines of work. Now, because of the division, and because whatever cable news network uh, had whatever point of view, and every politician had their point of views, now we were at odds against these people. Because, yeah, it used to be if you went into teaching... You know, that was noble, and you weren't getting paid enough. And, yeah, you got summers off, but this is what you had to deal with. The retirement so, benefits were always great. Always. always. Oh, my we God. We always yeah, were PRS fine with that because yep. we knew that the pay the, was uh, not great. What was it called? Yeah, not PRS, but what was SCRS it? SCRS. SCRS. Yeah. But so you had, you had – I get an SCRS statement. You do? I, I, te- I worked uh, 
the three summers for Perry Local Hell schools. yeah! No wonder you can afford that home. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, it wasn't it actually didn't make me. It wasn't only that we were that we were at odds about all these different things. It was that we were being told that hey, it's not just enough to be noble and to be a teacher. Now you have to agree with what I agree with yeah. to go teaching. And then what happened to parents were at home at times and they saw what their kids were learning. Yeah. And the reality is you're never supposed to see and know how the sausage is made specifically on a day-by-day basis. Sure, you should be able to look at a syllabus. You should be able to look at a curriculum. And teachers, uh, parents for years have known what the books were going to be, but now we're being told, look at this chapter. Look at what we're being forced to believe. Now, of course, you're going to have a problem. If you start to learn how the sausage is made on a daily basis— you're going to have disagreements that, that the whole with point? a board of education. Isn't that the whole point of becoming an adult is you start to form your own? I mean, how many things were we taught? You're, in, you're from Oklahoma, and it was probably a little bit different for you, and you're, you're older than me. No, they taught us stuff there. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but you get there's a different type of education you may get in Oklahoma than you might get from What's Northeast Ohio. What's that supposed to mean, yeah. Ken? How, but I'm saying Thumb in th- your nose at that education. Things are different. Things are different. You know who else got that education? What? Cavaliers legend Mark Price from, Oklahoma. from Enid, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Take it Go back. Ahead. I'm just pointing on, out it's different in, in all parts of the country. So part of it was, yeah, we learned things. Not that we learned the wrong things. We had to reprogram ourselves. But we, we learn and we believe different things. And while we're trying to save our kids, my kid is not a robot of me. I'm, I'm going to have... I imagine there's going to be a day. I hope there's a day that there is a big discussion, discussions multiple discussions over a long period of time, probably for the rest of our lives, about politics and how there will be probably very strong disagreements on politics between each one of my children and me. That's the way it's supposed to Can't go. Can't wait to see how the schools teach the Donald Trump era. Like, imagine, think about this it. Is not, that's not the walk-off shot. What are you doing? No, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying, imagine oh, okay. how a, a years later, like we learned about Ronald Reagan in our school district, very different from what some school districts I, would learn about Ronald Reagan. You know Reagan. what? You're right. I'm willing to bet Silicon Valley is going to teach it a lot differently uh, yeah. than the state of Florida. Yes. Yes, 100%. So how do we ever— That's a good point. How do we mend these fences ever going forward? I don't know. I wish I did. Like, it, I think some of it is maybe to for us. It's how I was raised, how you were raised. Uh, I was raised— I was raised as what did Kenny do wrong first mm-hmm. before blaming a teacher. Uh, I was too. 100%. What did I do wrong before blaming a teacher? Like the shame bush, the, sh- the organ of the shame bush comes from a teacher <laughs> leaving a voicemail on our answering machine. That's how the shame bush started. Now when people get origin. those voice, think about it. Now when people get those voicemails, they don't, they don't think how they're going to slap the kid. Thankfully, we shouldn't be slapping kids. I know. But now, I know. It's, now it's very different. Dude, it's, it's what does the teacher have against my kid? And what is the teacher trying to teach my kid? I and I know I can't touch my kids. I know I can't do that because they'll throw me in the hooskow. But like some of that stuff I do get nostalgic because I never told you guys the rest of that. My dad got in the house, and he called me to the house, and he tore my ass up because I, I don't remember what I was asking off for. I know I deserve it. And he gave me one of the most famous whippings <laughs> I've ever taken in my entire life that afternoon. I mean, it was tears, it was screaming, and I never did it again. And some people think that's barbaric. Hey, it was 1995. I don't know what to tell you. They were different times. It was a 95. Doesn't seem that long ago to guys our age. It was a different time. 27 years. I, I was a kid. It was different then. I understand we can't do some of the same things now, but I still think there's some things that are 
There has to be a trust relationship. Like, hey, I'm not down with Common Core. I'll tell you that right now. I think it's a waste. I really do. I feel that we we learned a fine way to do this, and you're just and as a person who wasn't good at math, you're giving me more problems that I can't fix because I'm not good at math. I need the most. I need the <laughs> yeah, simplest way to do it. I don't know how much you've spent actually uh, trying to learn Common Core or just seeing it one time and going, nope, not for me. Because I do think that my kids do it. My kids are freaking crazy smart at math, way better than I ever was. And Caden will go, dude, this makes total sense to me. Exactly. Why are you having such a problem with exactly. that, you old piece of crap? Exactly. So I got a problem with Common Core because I'm afraid of it because it looks like witchcraft because I'm terrified of math. Right. I'm not. We've had jokes running where I can't add up certain things Yeah, you're on very Steinerish, yes. I can't do it. I, I, I don't want to be where you got to teach my kid what I say. I don't want to do that. I don't know why I threw that voice on, but to hell with it. I, I'm not like that. It's it's to a thing where can we come to an understanding? I may I know you may have to teach Common Core. I might have a problem with Common Core. It doesn't mean I'm going to yell at you for even teaching it. Because I also know that if I really wanted to, I guess I could homeschool them. And as we found out during the pandemic, that is an absolute nightmare that I'm not <laughs> going to do. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to have my wife do it. That is just not going to happen. Toby did one week's of kindergarten with me as the teacher, and we both agreed that he had graduated. Awful. And we were done doing it. It was awful. And, and, and he hung thing, out the rest of the spring. And I'll tell you what, man. Another thing the pandemic did, another thing it did, is it did open up a lot of people's minds on what else did they want to do. Because a lot of people were laid off. And a lot of people were going on a track. And they were doing their thing. They were doing what they were told to do. You went to college. Now you get this job. You work your ass off. You do what you do. You work in a job that maybe you don't necessarily care for, right? And then these people got laid off. And it was scary. And then they go, okay, I'm going to try something else. And some of the teachers go, you know what? Do I really need this in my quality of life? I don't know if I'm going to be able to even allowed to go to work. This virus says it's going to kill me all of a sudden. I mean, there were a lot of unpredictable times there. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try something else. So people tried something else. Like maybe uh, Lima, you know, you're going to try something else with uh, Sarah someday. Who knows? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.